Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brennan Sinone. Guys, you wanted a basketball specific podcast? Chris Nee, we got one, right? Yep, we had a chance to sit down and speak with Coach Leonard Hamilton today. Woo. And uh, what? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, you're excited? I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited we're for you. Talk basketball. I know, I'm but excited for you. We're going to go over several topics, going to review this past season, look ahead to next season, what's going to be done in the in-between to get that team prepared to continue the success they've had in recent years. And uh, Leonard, sometimes a long-winded guy, was excellent today. He was very enjoyable to listen, talk to, very direct about some of his points. You know, he talked about the disappointment of things ending prematurely, but he looked ahead to what he believes is a bright future for his program. He was very focused on the future, Chris, is what I took away from that as you guys were having your discussion. As, he, as people will hear, he, he's very much so about spinning this thing forward, not dwelling on the disappointing ending. That's what I took away from, from the conversation. He's all in on, on keeping this, this train rolling. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lesson is to be learned from not this season that wrapped up prematurely, but the one before that just because this program loses talented guys, you know, last year they lost two draft picks with Fee and Terrence Mann. And this year, obviously, they're losing three big pieces and four total players as a whole. But three guys will have a shot at the NBA, especially two likely going in the first round. It's not like, oh, whoa, it's me. Here we go. We're going to be bad again. No, that's not where this program is. This program has become an established, successful program year over year that has a culture that breeds success. Now, will they be a 26-5 and best team in the ACC type next year? That's to be determined. I don't think they're going to fall off and get drastically worse. We didn't think no one thought that was covering the team or, or even people. I don't even, I don't want to say internally, but there, no one thought they were going to have the season that they had. So you never know. You never yeah, know. It was, fu- it was funny. I remember early in the year talking to one of the assistants and I asked him, I think this is before game one. In fact, you know, what do you think this year? And he's like, you know, I think we're going to be pretty good, but we're going to be really good by the end of the year. And I, I repeated that a good bit on the message board of, they might have some issues early in the year, but when they went to Niceville and won the Emerald Coast tournament, beating two quality teams in Purdue and Tennessee, I knew, you know, they got some metal to them. And then we saw that in ACC play. And, you know, the pit game at the beginning of the year was kind of an outlier to the whole season. And it's why the league shouldn't have league games <laughs> off the bat because teams just aren't prepared to play that kind of game, game one. I don't think that's ever a good idea. I think basketball, more than most sports, you do truly need a tune up out of the gate. Um, you know, so I, I'm excited about what next year will bring on the court for them. It will look drastically different without Trent Forrest out there. We obviously got very used to him, but you got guys like Scotty Barnes coming in, more pieces in the future, something that Coach Hamilton spoke about. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. They're going to be good. I don't think they're going to fall off drastically. I think they're still going to be among the top teams in the league. And I feel like Leonard and his staff have this thing rolling, and there's a built-in culture where guys who are second-year guys next year, they're going to come off a lot more like – you know, multi-year veterans than some guy that only has played 20, 30 games at FSU. That's just the way this program has become. We're going to have Chris Nee, Leonard Hamilton, one-on-one right after our commercial break. It's a basketball junkie's dream. Uh, before we get to that, I wanted to uh, to continue shouting out some of the local businesses here in Tallahassee. Chris and I are both local uh, local Tallahassee residents, so we love the dining options here, the the brewery options. There's a lot of great stuff in Tallahassee. Obviously, all businesses are, are struggling right now with with the uh, coronavirus. So I want to take the platform that we have to go ahead and, and just point attention to, to places that are still open, still conducting business and doing so in a safe, respectful way. 
Uh, we mentioned Red Shed yesterday. It's a great barbecue place off Mayhan and Crump Road up by Chris and I, right past I-10. Uh, today, I want to put a little attention to Tasty Pastry. They're over at Market. Uh, let's see. I got the exact address. It's 1355 Market Street. Uh, it's, so it's a Market Square Plaza area. Uh, if you're like me, you've probably tried a lot of their products at some local coffee shops. Their main store is currently open. Uh, you know, they're concerned for the safety and sanitizing all surfaces uh, for every customer, door handles, doorknobs, countertops, payment devices. Like they're they're really focused on being cleanly right now, which they always are, but more so than than usual, given given the concerns out there. And they're ensuring that their staff is healthy. No one comes to work if they feel sick. They're happy to bring your bakery items out to your car if you want to call in and order ahead of time, pay over the phone. They are also offering doorstep delivery uh, for casserole meals as well as uh, birthday cakes. So they're they're trying to keep things normal, and they have a really good product. Whether it's uh, some of the the more rich uh, desserty kind of deals or uh, some of the the casseroles and, and the savory items too, they have all sorts of stuff. So at Tasty Pastry FL is their Twitter account, and you can check them out at let's see TastyPastryBakery.com. So remember support local, be safe while doing so, keep social distancing, all that stuff. All right, enough of me. Uh, here's a, a word from our national sponsors. Then we have Chris Nee, Leonard Hamilton, one-on-one coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer. Two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. Chris Nee here with Coach Leonard Hamilton from Florida State Men's Basketball. Coach, how are you doing? I am doing just fine. Just uh, working. Uh, Seeing like I'm putting in more time, more hours. Uh, isolated than I was working with my staff in the office. So it's, uh, we working hard. So you working from home? Or are you at the basketball training center some hours? Or well, you just no, staying you know, no, I'm working from home. What I'm doing is we, we, we have, we've had, you don't know, have this much time to go back and evaluate all your game film to evaluate the pluses and the minuses or how close you came to accomplishing uh the things you had in your game plan. Look at all your you look at all your wins and you evaluate your losses and see what you could do better. And as you move toward, as you're thinking about trying to, you know, be a little better next year. Obviously, we're working very hard, even though we can't go in homes and they can't come on campus. We've been trying to establish a relationship with recruits uh, for the 2021 season, and and then we still have a couple of scholarships that we need to fill. For the 2020 season, so we got we got our work cut out for us. We got plenty to do. When you were in Greensboro, you and the team on the court obviously got the trophy, but learned that the tournament was ending. Did you know in that moment that 
that was the end of your season? Did you have that inkling or that feeling that that's where this was going? Well, I always thought that it was going to be very difficult to complete the the, the NCAA portion of it. And and I doubted very seriously if we were going to be able to, to finish the uh, uh, conference championship because of the magnitude of how fast this virus was spreading. And um, I was very uncomfortable uh, as we prepared because, you know, it had reached the magnitude that we were cutting back the number of fans that could watch the, the game. And if it was that bad, then I was more co- – I was starting to be concerned about the safety of our players. How uh, disappointing and difficult was that moment for the team? Obviously, figure things going on in the world, but – they had worked very hard to get to the position that they were at, 26-5, and five, with you guys sitting in the driver's seat of a very difficult league. Just what was that moment like in the locker room as the guys maybe came to the realization that they weren't going to get able, be able to play basketball again this year? Well, there was no doubt that it was extremely disappointing to them, but we tried to frame our conversation that uh, it was beyond our control, not, but very, not very much you can do. Uh, under these circumstances, but I tried to tell them that this was in the, the decisions were made was in the best interest and the safety of the players, and that uh, we would be missing opportunities to play basketball. But the but the the, the flip, side, flip side was that if someone would contract the virus and something really negative happened to them, that would be it would be far greater than us missing some games. So we we put it in perspective. I thought I, I, I was very proud of the way, the mature way that our youngsters held it. In retrospect, are you glad that you were able to have that celebration after the Boston College victory of winning the ACC regular season, getting to enjoy that moment with that team in that setting with a packed arena? I'm sure it probably has a little bit more increased meaning now with the way everything ended so abruptly. Well, there's no doubt that that was a very special moment. Uh, anytime you can win a regular season conference title play, on a 20-game schedule in the ACC, that's special. As a matter of fact, that's a little more telling uh, about who you are as, as a program and as a team than the fact that you can get hot five or six days in the ACC tournament and, and, and win a, a regular ACC tournament, I mean tournament championship. But to be able to, uh, to go through a 20-game schedule and, 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 and win it outright was a tremendous accomplishment for our players. Obviously, that put an end to Trent Forrest's career with everything ending like that. Just Have you been able to have a moment where you realize the meaning that young man had for your program and for himself, what he did for himself wearing a Seminole uniform? Well, Trent is, is a winner. Uh, he's a true Seminole, true and true. There's no doubt that what he brought to our team was a, a, a class, a, uh, a strength, savvy, basketball IQ. He set the standard by which all other Seminoles will always be judged by. Great student, great student athlete, tremendous character, great. This, it was a great member of our basketball team. And we'll we'll he'll be remembered here forever. And obviously, Dom was only here for the year. But what was it like bringing him in and him being such a 
guy that just inserted himself into the unit, to the program, and made himself feel like he blended in, like he'd been there for a long time. Well, Dominique is a very, very high-character youngster himself, and uh, he was interested in coming here and uh, being a part of having an opportunity to participate in the NCAA tournament or participate at a high level. So our, our ability to participate in the NCAA tournament was cut short. It wasn't because he didn't give a tremendous effort. It wasn't a major contributor to our team. But, but he was able to enjoy the season, have a certain level of success. And I'm, I'm, I can't say enough about it. When the offseason came upon you guys and you, got, you prepared yourselves to sit down with Devin and Pat and work through that process of whether they should stay or go, can you kind of walk us through how you go about doing that with any student athlete? who truly has a shot at, you know, achieving the NBA dreams that they came, came into college with? Well, there's no doubt that we, we have a tremendous – our staff has a tremendous amount of contacts, and we pretty much always have a feel for where our kids are. <clears throat> and what we do, we, we have a conversation and try to be honest with them as to who, how we see it, and we gather more information to make sure that we are giving them uh, – they're making the shit inform, informed decisions. And it was apparent to, in both of these young men, case that they were going to have some opportunities to, to play professional basketball in the NBA. And we wanted to make sure they understood where they were and gave them information for them to make their decisions. And, and, per, and I really believe they both made the right decision. Do you ever feel like you have to shove the student athlete out the door, push them to that? John and Isaac kind of spoke about that in the piece he did for the Players' Tribune that he desired to come back and you or one of your assistants essentially told him that it just didn't make any sense for him not to go pro at that point. He was a lottery pick and things of that sort. So what is it like when you're having that back and forth with a young man who's, you know, 17 to 21 years old? Well, there's no doubt that a youngster who, who is realizing who has those types of potentials is someone who needs a, all the information you can gather, you owe that to them and their family to make sure that you give them the information. You sit down and go over everything with them. And I, I really believe that when they get all the, the right information that's accurate, they know to make the right decision. When you look back on this team, how special were they, this year's group? Well, there's no doubt that we uh, continue to keep building on our culture. I think that we have great uh, teammates who care about each other. They share the ball. They share playing time. And we, we thought all along that we could be a, a really good basketball team, even if we were not preseason reigning in the top 25. We felt all along that we could compete for a national title. And it seemed as though that's the way it's been every year. That's why we're working so hard now, trying to make sure that we come back next year with, with, with that same mindset. Um. You're talking about culture, obviously built that over many, many years at FSU. The recent teams have done a great job of kind of driving that point home and passing along to the new guys as they come in. How important is it for next year's bunch to kind of take that torch and run with it? Because obviously, you know, we knew last year when Terrence and Fee left that Trent was going to be the guy that carried that torch for you. Do you have a feeling of who the next guy is for you in this program? that not necessarily scoring points or grabbing rebounds, but just carry along that tradition and leads a team is for this bunch when you go into 2020, 2021? Well, one, one thing is good about being a leader, you have to have great followers. And, and one thing about being a great follower, you need a great leader. We think we have the foundation of guys on our team 
where at this point we'll bring new guys in they're caught up in the culture, add to it, because I don't think any of the returning players will allow it to be any other way. So we, we think we're in a good uh, good place from an attitude standpoint, from a character standpoint, and what we want to do is continue to keep building on it till we, till we find a way to win a national title. We know you have Burns and Calhoun coming in for, ne- for next year. Just what do those two guys bring to the table that add to this team and the group that you have returning? Well, there's no doubt that they bring tremendous athleticism and potential. Uh, there's no doubt that they both have potential to be great players within our, within our, our system. Uh, we're going to add a few more pieces in here, maybe in the next two or three weeks to, to, to make us even stronger. But Calhoun and, and Barnes are the kind of people that are similar to the guys that we've had in the past, the guys who do a really, really good job with, 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 with buying into the system and, and executing uh, to perfection. What is recruiting like right now? Obviously, you can't go on the road. You can't build relationships in person. You can't evaluate in person. So how do you Well, well you know, most, most of the guys that we're recruiting now that we can, we can work by phone because we've already established relationships with them. So, you know, we, we, we're not going out right now just looking for players. We, we're recruiting Pacific players. And we also, you know, will defer sometimes to some of our, uh, you know, we, 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 we pretty much know who we're recruiting for 2021. And we pretty much have a, a pretty good idea of who we're going to bring in for 2020. With regards to the 20 group, is it possibly transfers in that group? Or is it just you're looking for guys that you've had longer well, relationships you know, with well, high well. Well, not really. We, 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 it's both. You know, we look, we're looking under every rock, make sure that we don't allow anything to slide through the cracks. Do you know what you want or need uh, in the sense of a big versus a guy who can handle ball versus a guy who just gets buckets? Is there certain pieces you're looking to help strengthen the team for next year? Well, we kind of want a little bit of all of it. Somebody who can handle the ball and shoot it. Somebody who's big and strong and can, that can connect the rim, protect the rim. We'll, we'll see where it goes. You, you mentioned when we first started talking that you've watched a lot of film from this past year. Have you learned anything new in that review of film that you didn't know going into it about this team and maybe things that you're going to want to try to do for the future to improve upon such a great season? Well, I think that one of the things we could probably execute once we get to half court a little better and, and, and we could recognize some of our defensive efficiencies, maybe and and change defenses a little bit more just to, to, to keep the, uh, the, the game interesting. But I, I don't see that many things we need to change. I do think we might need to execute some of the things we already have in our game plan just a little bit better. When you do think of the guys that are returning, MJ, Turk, Malik, uh, Anthony Polite, just how much do you enjoy watching the growth of a player during their time here? Obviously, Polite made a big jump here one year, too. Malik went from being a guy who couldn't play because of transfer roles, being an energy guy who did whatever you guys asked of him. MJ seemed to take a next step this season for you guys. Just what's it like watching guys kind of go through that process of developing in the college game? Ooh, wow. It's always nice and fun to watch these guys grow. There's no doubt about that. That's uh, interesting. You're gonna see that is gonna be quite evident, and we're gonna have some 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 redshirt juniors in our program next year, watching them grow 
is significant. But what we want to do, we just want to keep stacking good teams on the top of good teams. Uh, we realize that, you know, we still have not reached our goal yet. We're going to continue to keep working uh, like it's, it's the only thing that's important. Uh, we, we want, and, I, and I, I do believe in the guys we have returning, the, the, the new guys we have coming in, and, and I feel that we'll, we'll mix some parts in there uh, with some of the other new guys, positions that we feel that will really give us a chance to be successful. During this time where you guys can't be in person and around each other, how are you communicating with those guys that are returning to the roster next year? And how are you guys working with them as a staff to help them prepare for the off season and getting healthy and then getting their bodies right and preparing for next season? Just what's some well, stuff that you and the strength and conditioning staff are doing? Well, that's going to be a little bit of, of a long, but quite frankly, it probably is going to end up turning into a positive because, you know, we can give these guys a little bit of a break and take the, take the pounding off their bodies. Uh, I, I think they're going to be fresher and better and maybe, maybe not have as many use issues as they, as they might have had had everybody been healthy we've been playing. How's the administration been with you with communicating during this pause? I, I, I spoke to Coach, or I'm sorry, AD Coburn last week. And he said that obviously it's difficult for all the spring sports, and I know he was personally disappointed to see your guys' season end like it did. Um, just what what has it been like dealing with him and the other people you guys deal with in administration and President Thrasher as well? There's no question that uh, we've enjoyed a good relationship with our lead director and with the administration headed by. President Thrasher, um, they've been extremely cooperative. Uh, they've given us some boundaries that which we can communicate with our players, and they trust that we're going to do it the right way. So, what we're doing now is is, is uh, just preparing ourselves in every way possible so we can be the great team once again that we were this year, and they're giving us the support to do so. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you for spending a little time on the bench, and uh, I hope to see you in person sometime soon. Thank you.